Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the Jericho Force podcast, where we learn how to integrate faith into the work that we do. Don't conform to the world's way of doing business. Transform by doing business God's way. Here's our host, my husband, author, speaker, teacher, encourager, and stewardship coach, Jason Davis. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your host, Jason Davis, a.k.a. Mr. Fortify, and welcome to another episode of the Jericho Force podcast. And here on the Jericho Force podcast, we talk about how we integrate faith into the work that we do. I am always excited and delighted every week to have on guests that are so passionate about what Jesus is doing in their life and in their mar- in the marketplace. And that's no different this week, and I'm very excited to uh, have this conversation with our guests this week. But before I bring him on, let me introduce him to you. Jerry Meek is the founder and CEO of Desert Star Construction, known by clients and industry colleagues as the best team in the luxury home business. And Glorious Reflections, an online community that helps overwhelmed Christian business leaders rediscover their eternal purpose and find unending joy in their life and leadership. The last decade has been focused on continuous growth and expansion of the DSC brand, whose results have been published in dozens of magazines and earned honors such as multiple Gold Nugget Awards, Phoenix Home and Garden Home of the Year, Southwest Contractor, and NAHB Custom Home of the Year. In 2017, Jerry was the first ever luxury custom home builder to receive Phoenix Home and Gardens Master of the Southwest, an award program in its 30th year that recognizes the best in design and craftsmanship. Jerry also served as the founding president of the Phoenix Dream Center Foundation, which aids young survivors of human trafficking. Today, he continues to enjoy time with Carol, his wife of over 40 years, in Cave Creek, Arizona. Their two sons, Jeremy and Jonathan, live in metropolitan Phoenix, Arizona. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the Jericho Force podcast, Mr. Jerry Meek. Thank you, Jason. What an honor to be here today. Absolutely. I am just thrilled. Folks, you just don't know, even before we we came on doing the episode, Jerry and I were already having a a, a nice conversation, so you all are really going to enjoy this. Well, Jerry, just, you know, starting off, give us a little background. I know as people are as they heard your bio, they're like, oh, my gosh, like he's so accomplished. And, and we know that that wasn't always like where you are now is not where you were. So take us through the journey of uh, just where you're at professionally and and just where you are in 2022. Well, thank you, Jason. Great question. And I, I think it's 
always curious. We see people of where they are today, but everybody's got a story. And I will tell you from my perspective, I relate more to people who share their failures. Mm. Yeah, magazines, interviews, amazing clients and projects. But that's not what made me, what built me. Everything I owe, I owe to the Lord. But I started going to work with my father on job sites at five years old. I thought it was a great way of spending time with my dad, but I come to find out um, my mom preferred I work with my dad than being home at times. And I had great parents, uh, but I just, what started as an opportunity to spend time with my father, I actually loved the building business. It was so cool. And literally it was after schools, weekends, everything. And we just had a great time. And my father and I, who had much tension uh, growing up because I was always right and he wasn't. And like anybody till the age of 18 and in spite of all that, um, we became best friends. Mm. I had a lawn route at eight years old. I was the only kid in the third grade who could bounce a quarter off their sheets because that's how my dad wanted to make sure I did the bed right. <laughs> and um, at 14, I just didn't like not having money. So I bought an old Corvair pickup truck and hired somebody to drive it. And I basically trimmed trees mm -hmm. and I could make six, seven hundred dollars on a Saturday net after paying my driver. But what turned out for a love of my dad really blossomed into a great business. We started a carpentry company and we didn't literally, my income, the first 20 years averaged $17,000. Wow. I have no idea how we made it, my but goodness. a lot of people think it was persistence, diligence, resilience. There's times I told my wife, I'm just too dumb to know what I'm beat. And I just kept going. And there was a watershed event in my life. So many times I would always pray, Lord, bless what I'm doing. And that wasn't working. And I think pivoted for me, Jason, when I started asking God, what do you want me to do instead of asking him to bless what I was doing? Mm, and I will funny. tell you, we did a whole lot better than $17,000 a year. God opened up avenues for us in our organization to continue to build. My dad and I, dad didn't want the business part. In fact, when we had a carpentry business and a well-known architect came in and said, hey, have you ever thought about being general contractors? And my dad was vehemently against it because he had a partner steal all his money when he was a general contractor in California. And it was devastating to our family. Mm. And I said, dad, I can't get the license, but if you qualify for the license, I will do everything else. And he finally said yes, and that was an opportunity that God used somebody to bring us to the next level in our organization. Mm. Jason, we we started, and this architect gave us every lousy project, remodel a bathroom, crawl under a crawl space. Just We got everything that basically nobody else wanted to do and i think that's what's missing in our society today people aren't willing to pay the price mm. and we paid the price we were diligent and eventually we got our first house over a million dollars and then over five million then over 10 million then over 20 million dollars and then over 50 then over 75 million dollars and if you can imagine, which I still can't fathom it, but 
people living in homes that are bigger than the White House. Wow. And you know, God used that for us, and he just, and now I, we've got our oldest son. He started working uh, for a dollar an hour when he was 12 years old. <laughs> he complained about it at first. He said, hey, Jeremy, I was getting 25 cents an hour. You've been rightfully adjusted for inflation. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, exactly. But our son, uh, both of our sons actually went to college because that's something I didn't do. I'm a high school graduate. And one of the things I really wanted to do was make sure that my boy, our boys, effectively got a college degree. And I think once they got their bachelor's, then they wanted to get master's degrees as well. And it's like, okay. Um, and they did it. And it's kind of like, my work is done. I'm like, well, <laughs> I'm washing my hands. They're off the payroll. But <laughs> little did I know, after our oldest son got his master's, he had amazing job offers. But he said, Dad, I'd like to come back and work for you. Mm-hmm. And this is 2010. I mean, wow. we're still recovering from the crash and just trying to go through all that. But I think what it was for me, though, he he paid the price. He had to start at the bottom, and he's got the respect of our clients, of our team, of the architects we work with and the trades. And here we are 12 years later. He was made president of the company January 1st, and it's it's been a blessing. Mm. That's so good, Jerry. As you were <clears throat> As you were sharing, there was a few things that stuck out to me. One, just the legacy of the family, how how God just the favor from, you know, your 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 dad to you and to now your son and it makes me think of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob and, and scripture. So that was a big one. And then when you said to stop asking when you quit asking God to bless the works in your hands and say, Hey, what do you want me to do? Can you talk about those two things because I think as faith-based business owners and and CEOs and corporate, those are two pivotal things. Uh, What legacy are we leaving, um, both with our family and spiritually? And secondly, what does it look like to take a step back and ask God, what do you want me to do instead of asking him to bless the works of your hands. Just talk about those two things, because that was that uh, was major hearing you. Oh, uh, it was, and I can't tell you, and I want to encourage your audience uh, that it's simple. And I, I've got this attitude that if I could do it, anybody could do it. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds really simple, but I went to 10 schools by the time I got to my junior year in high school, where I met my wife, and... I was, I didn't adjust well. I was insecure. I was bullied growing up. I didn't, I mean, every year, sometimes two schools in one year. And I accepted Christ my freshman year in high school. And I had an amazing youth pastor who invested in me. And he basically made me read uh, the four gospels over and over. And he would just talk to me about it, encourage me about being salt and light. Mm. And I think what that really is, there's a couple things on the legacy question. Christianese, when I was growing up and accepted Christ, is, did you dedicate your business to the Lord? Mm. Okay. And yeah, I had. But then finally, a dear friend came in and says, he asked me that question. I was all proud of myself. I dedicated the business to the Lord. And he said, 
Well, Jerry, I think it'll help you if you just give the business to the Lord and realize it's his and you steward it. And that was an aha moment. But the legacy aspect, I will say this with great confidence and conviction that nobody does anything great alone. Mm. I'm standing on my dad's shoulders right now. And I and I know my son has said the same thing. And I know our son Jeremy will do far better in business than I did by virtue of his passion, his conviction, strong faith his whole life. And I think part of it, too, is he uh, got the best of me. And more importantly, he got the best of his mother. <laughs> so, he, you know, he, he's he's got to do better. There's an expectation on his life. And right. we love his wife now. They'll be married uh, two years next month. So, but he, that's a great story and testimony as well. But I think the thing about legacy that we forget is we serve a king that's on, that's away right now. And we're going to have to come back and be accountable for what he gave us in those gifts. Mm. And I want to make sure at the end of every day, I can reflect back and, hey, did I honor God today? Did I invest in somebody else? And I think we hear so much about legacy and buildings and different events, but I think legacy is what you invest in people. Inheritance is what you leave to people. Mm. And I think that if we can continue not to de- delegate to our teams, but to develop our teams, and you invest in those teams, and I guess from my perspective, it's not about me. It never has been. I just want to make sure I'm doing what the Lord wants me to do every day. And really getting the focus off of me and more on Christ, um, it, it made all the difference. And now when I look back, the people that we've worked with, the clients, We've worked for every billionaire in our state and built homes for them. But every every one of your listeners today, Jason, has bought something from one of my clients. Wow! They've been into one of their stores. They have, they own a cell phone. If they have cybersecurity, they drive a car. It's it's amazing that people that God gave me favor. I'll tell you. I, and I think about this. It's a confidence in Christ. It's like Lord, let your light shine through me. Mm-hmm. and give me the words to speak in those moments. My first contract negotiation at 19 years old was with the president of Doubletree Hotels. Mm. I was terrified. <laughs> I felt like I'm in this canoe heading up into an aircraft carrier, and I'm not going to win. And it was pivotal. We got the project. He was a became a dear friend of 40 years and effectively a mentor to me things we do today are still based on what he taught me. So, but those are from the legacy standpoint, I think it's what you invest in people and you make that investment. Um, you don't give away what you lived and learned. You invest it just like you invest something in your 401k or whatever you, you know, piece of property, you follow up on your investments. And that's what I want to be in the kingdom. Um, stepping back and asking God, what do you want me to do? That was hard. Mm. That was a lot of dying to self because, you know, you tell yourself you've got it all figured out, but at $17,000 a year, you're not, I mean, you can adjust it for inflation all you want. It wasn't much then. It's not much now. (laughs) (laughs) So, But I think what it was, it, it really forced me to having God own the business and me a steward. It's like, okay, Lord, this is in your hands. And although it was difficult to die to self, it was powerful knowing that it was up to him. Mm. 
that was he who could touch the heart of the king and change the path of those waters. And one of my favorite scriptures is a man who's diligent in his work will stand before kings and not mean men. And these wealthy, ultra-wealthy people, they're today's kings when you really look at it. And God's given me favor with that. But realistically, I encourage your listeners to stop back. And part of what I did is like, God, what do you want me to do? It cost me to take inventory. I evaluated every area of my life. And the big takeaway was, was what I stopped doing. Mm. What types of jobs I stopped doing? Where did I spend my time? Where did I stop? But then where do I need to start and invest more? So that worked really well for me. But it made all the difference, Jason. So good, Jerry. There was a lot of gems <laughs> that you just shared. Thank goodness for technology, folks. This is definitely going to be an episode you want to go back and listen to. Jerry touched on and not just giving away, but investing. He talked about uh, not doing things alone and specifically investing in people. Uh, and then what you leave in people versus what you leave to people. Huge, Jerry. Huge. And, and, you know, Jerry, that's a perfect segue when you talked about the difficulty in giving it to the Lord. The Lord is the owner. We're just managers or stewards. One topic that uh, you do a lot of speaking engagements on, you're very passionate about, is Christian values and principles in business. So once you made that transition and say, you know what, Lord, this is yours, how did you go about bringing your faith into your values and principles in business? That's a great, great question. And there's a lot I can talk about, but I think to really hone down into it, it it came to a position of perspective. Hmm. I had to step back and look at what I was doing and what was working, but I realized that, and I'm an avid reader. I love to read. I tease people. If I remembered everything I read, I'd be brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) So I asked the Holy Spirit to bring things into remembrance, and he does a good job with that because I need his support every hour, every day. But I think the thing for me was is that we were able to take a look at it and really, A, it took the pressure off of me to make all these decisions, but with God owning the business, it was incumbent upon me to listen more, to spend more time with him. Every major speaker and books that I read, whether it's Zig Ziglar, Darren Hardy, all of them, um, Mike, um, John Maxwell, mm-hmm. everything they're saying is based on the Proverbs or the words of Jesus. Mm. And sure, one guy says, sells 20 books, another sells 20 million books. But if we can get to the point where we really trust God's Word. And I think what it is, God doesn't segment our lives, Jason. It's like, okay, this is Jerry at church or Jerry at work or Jerry with my wife. It's like, and it's kind of like God's calling. He calls you, but then he allows you to be prepared. Then he gives you what you need. Mm-hmm. And I think so many times you just jump from the call to execution, and we have no idea what to do. Mm-hmm. And I have been so guilty. I have this great idea, and I run with it. And oh my gosh, if I'd have only waited and thought more and prayed more. Mm. And uh, the guy in the mirror is the biggest challenge in my life, just to keep him going. But I just think realistically, you have to get so grounded in the Word and keep your focus on that. And it'll, it'll give you peace, and it'll give you confidence, because you can't be one person in church 
one person with your wife and somebody else at work. It doesn't honor God. And until we strip that away, I don't believe you're going to see God's full blessing on your life. Mm. Really good, Jerry. You, the word that comes to mind often uh, is compartmentalization. You know, I've got to be one way at church and another way with the wife, another way with the kids. And it's just one life that we've been given. And the, the personal affects the professional and the professional impacts the personal. And, and, and it's been my experience, too, Jerry. After, it just gets tiring. <laughs> it's exhausting. I'm not that smart either to be somebody different in every environment. It just yeah. I can't do that. Yeah, uh, 100% agree. Jerry, you talked about people being the cornerstone. God has graced you to build, build a just a flourishing organization. What does it look like to build effective teams? Because if you're building multi-million dollar, you know, billion dollar enterprises and homes, uh, there's got to be a great team. And so what are some nuggets you can give to the listeners about building an effective team? Yeah, it's interesting. I had somebody ask me probably 10 years ago why we were getting all these awards and why we had so much work. And I always say it was God that brought it to me. They said, okay, great, Jerry, we know that. But what steps did you take to do it? Um, so I, my first book had a lot of pictures in a few words, it was called the Team Builder Toolbox. It kind of mm. shared what we do in our company, and it's a great uh, it's a great tool for. It. And that's a free download as well. If you want to get that, we can talk about that at the end. Mm -hmm. But when COVID hit, I was really struggling with God. What do you want me to do here? I mean, we were an essential business, and thankfully worked through it. But the Lord put two things on my heart to write books about, and. The first one is was leadership on the level, and it literally walks through the process of how Jesus built his team. Mm, uh, so many times we're looking for the qualified people, the perfect people. And yeah, you need skills. Don't get me wrong. But you can hire integrity and teach skills. At least I feel that way. Because I'd rather, you know, I read this just the other day. A man was talking. He said, I'd rather lose my job than lose my integrity. Mm. Yeah, that just hit me like, wow, that's powerful. Yeah. And I think what it is, though, Jesus called his team. Well, first he prayed. He calls his team. He makes sure they'll climb the mountain with him. And one of my aha moments when I was reading this in Matthew is Jesus had, he had the 12 coming down the hill. And I can just see this in my mind. And he stops and it's like, these are my guys. Hmm. So many leaders are afraid to empower, to acknowledge. They think that people want something out of them. It's like the best thing you can do to build your team is get to know them, spend time with them, bring them alongside, leave mm -hmm. your ego at the door, and to have the have in your culture that the best idea wins. I can tell you right now, we've done great because we've had great people, and those teams are built in our organization by investing in them but also knowing they've got a family and you have the conversation, sir, are you treating your wife as good as you treat your best customer? Mm. Hard words. Yeah. Do you take her call all the time or do you shut the phone off when you're with them or when you're at dinner? And of course, I'm sharing this with my wife years ago. So we go out to dinner and she gets my phone. It's in her purse. 
And if we're out with other friends, the first person who picks up their phone buys dinner, it's a great deterrent. (laughs) (laughs) Keeps us focused. But I think the other thing, too, is in terms of showing your values in business, uh, we had a client, Tom Van Wilden, who's a believer, and he said something to me once that stuck. He says, Jerry, it's not the money you make, it's what you do with it. Mm. And we took what we had made, and these are all things in our faith that God has just really challenged me with. And by the way, when you give God your business, I don't ask God to make it easy. I ask him to give me more strength, to bring me the right people, to have the right things in my life. And we decided in 2008, during the crash, we were in the middle of building a brand new kitchen for the Phoenix Dream Center. The market crashed. That was a $400,000 endeavor. Wow. So the pa- Pastor Tommy Barnett and Luke, who are still dear friends to this state, took me to lunch. I just thought they wanted an update on the kitchen. And we were talking, have a great lunch, and they said, Jerry, we know how hard you've been hitting this economy, and we want you to know that you don't have to keep your commitment to finish the kitchen. I had to really pause. Mm. And I just told him, I said, I can't tell you how much I appreciate that offer. But I I have to, I said, as much as I love you, I didn't make the commitment to you. I made the commitment to God. Mm. And how is that going to look to our sons and my wife if we run when tough gets, when times get tough? Mm. And I will tell you, we had to, I don't recommend this, and I've only done it once. We had to borrow money to finish it. Mm-hmm. And after that, I mean, and during that 08, we had $26 million worth of work canceled in 45 days. That hurt. I mean, that really hurt. So if you don't have a relationship with the Lord and faith when those things happen, you're not going to make it. So start Mm -hmm. now. Keep faith as a muscle. Keep building it. It's going to be tension. It's going to hurt. It's going to feel better, but you're going to get stronger. And that was a pitiful moment in my life. And... I think as the end of last year, over 6 million meals have been served in that kitchen. Mm. So if I'm having a bad day, it's like, you know what, that's some good seed, Lord. <laughs> and no, it really is. It keeps bearing fruit. But I think what it is is you build a team, but your team has to know it's not all about you. Mm. It's not all about what I can get. And I believe that's our Christian faith in one element. Jesus came to give, not to get. Yeah. So why aren't we giving more to our teams, to our families? those types of things. And I think that's what, that's what was important to me on that, Jason. Mm. So good, Jerry. Just the, the takeaways and uh, I always, a summary that I, of what you said that I've heard people say, ver- many people have versions of this as less of me, more of we. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and then showing people, not just with words, but with actions and and habits and behaviors that I actually care about you. You talked about empowerment earlier. I love that. You know, you said Jesus coming down the hill, and it's like, hey, these are my guys. It was incredible. Yeah. I mean, how many leaders do that? It's like right. they want to take all the credit. Yeah. I mean, and, and Jesus goes on later on. He says, you know, greater things will will you do and, and look at, the, the ministries that the apostles went on to have, I mean, from, from 
John to Peter all the way to Paul having his uh, his conversion and writing about one third of the entire <laughs> New Testament. So what a what a statement by Jesus to say these are my these are my men. This is my group. Well, wow. I, I think what happens too when you're the leader, you feel this extra responsibility and pressure. But when you think about every answer to every questions in the Word. I mean, it's like, okay, wait a minute. Maybe I'm just not reading in the right place. Mm-hmm. And it's there. And one thing that I do every morning, I've done it for years, I read one chapter of Proverbs in the Message Bible. Mm-hmm. I'm a simple guy. Just makes really clear sense to me. And uh, I've done that for years. And I see new things. And Holy Spirit, show me what you want me to see today. Mm-hmm. And And who can I share it with? Literally every day I'll text a snippet to somebody and say, hey, I was thinking about you. God put you on my mind today. Wow. So practical, Jerry. It, like when we're experiencing God and getting a revelation on what his word is saying and then to quickly just punch something out to somebody and a text or an email, hey, man, I was thinking about you and here's just what God was showing me and I just – Hope you have a great day. Hope you're blessed. That It's things like that, Jerry, that I appreciate you saying because a lot of times people are, you know, looking for the, you know, the formula or what does it look like? And, and you gave us a reminder that it can be just that simple. <laughs> and for all the men listening, a little nugget that I learned, whenever we go on a trip, my wife and I are clear back with family trips, I take pictures of flowers so I'll just periodically send my wife a text. I just gave her flowers. <laughs> lost go. anything. She knows I'm thinking about her. And and it's crazy, but she can tell me what city or country or and I'm like, wow, your memory is so amazing. <laughs> wow. That's a good tip but, right there for the married guys. I, that's I like right. That. That's file right. that one away. <laughs> uh, Jason, I think the other powerful thing too is is that God called us to be us. Hmm. I can't tell you the time I wasted through my insecure season of trying to be somebody else. And God, why am I not like that? And I think God was preparing me for today. I, my friends are New York Times bestselling authors or billionaires. And it's like, I'm just Jerry, mm-hmm. but I know who's in me mm-hmm. and I know where I'm going to be in eternity. And that's enough. Mm. Of course, I got my wife who loves me and my kids, but yeah. Absolutely. Oh, Knowing who you are and whose you are. Love that, What What thing I really feel prompted to mention to you, too, you said about building teams. Mm -hmm. One of the last major large projects we did had over 3 million labor hours in it, to give you a context of. um, And I'm glad I didn't know that going in, because that would have totally terrified me. (laughs) But I think the thing is, is that sometimes things aren't as we see them. Before I committed to do those jobs, I took the owners of the companies, of the major companies, with their wives or husbands out to dinner and wanted to know if they would commit to us because I couldn't do it alone. Mm-hmm. And every one of them said yes. And they all had different reasons, but it came down to, hey, you've always paid us on time. We've always been able to trust you. We'd rather work for you than somebody else. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those relationships were built in that 20 years when I was starving to death. Wow. So don't feel like you're wasting a moment. God's using that relationship right now. And you 
you know, you make deposits in people, but every once in a while you're going to have to make a withdrawal. And I would always have like to have more deposits than withdrawals. Mm, that's good. Uh, folks, if you've got a team and you're building an organization, uh, these are some, there's some wisdom here being shared on the Jericho Force podcast. Uh, Jerry, I think they would, I would almost get ran out of the building if I didn't ask you anything about the building process. We know this has been a very interesting real estate market the last, specifically this year, when you look at the last two and a half, three years with the pandemic and uh, the economic uncertainty and now the talks of uh, recession and the being in a down market. So can you just give us kind of a current state of the union where things stand uh, from your perspective? Yeah, I, uh, first thing I would do is encourage people to quit watching the news. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a post on LinkedIn a while ago, and the Great Resignation started in 2010 or 12. Nobody knew that. Mm. But all of a sudden, they start promoting it. Wow. And it gets worse. And it'll be 45 years in business this February. And I will tell you, I've never seen so much craziness. Mm. There's always been challenges. And between supply chain Prices of homes, uh, material costs, delays. We finished three homes this summer, and they didn't have appliances. Mm. It's like because they're back ordered, and obviously we're not getting our stuff at you know a chain store. These are high end appliances, but window packages. You get an email. Oh, by the way, your delivery date's been bumped three months or six months. So, and they don't even say they're sorry. Mm-hmm. It's like they get away because they can. And Phoenix is in a booming market. We've got multiple new companies in here, and all the big commercial growth is, frankly, taking the supplies away from what we do. So in our area, it's like we're, they were rationing concrete. I mean, we get like, okay, get four trucks a week. It's like that's nothing mm-hmm. for what we do. But I think of the economy right now, I think we're going to feel it. But I'm going to share a story about what I mentioned earlier about 2008. Mm-hmm. Companies were going broke. People were panicking, and I got my team around the conference room table, and I told them, I said, if I were to start a business today, it wouldn't be construction. Well, let me add some context. Everybody was going bankrupt. Everybody was panicking. But I said, I'm going to go on record here and tell you, we are not participating in the recession. Mm. We just hardcore just drew a line in the sand. And and. The dumb thing that I said was, and my wife and I aren't going to take a salary until it turns around. <laughs> that sounded so amazing. Right. Um, a buddy of mine is a uber successful business consultant. I had to talk to him because when things turned around, everybody wanted to know where their raise was because we didn't even cut salaries. Mm. He said, Jerry, what you did was admirable. It just wasn't responsible. <laughs> So we got through it. Nobody quit and everything else. But I think we need, I think listeners, especially people of faith, we, we have faith isn't an event. It's a way of life as a believer. And it's like, it's not for one instance, it's for everything. And when you don't, you know, you trust. Mm -hmm. And so in 2008, we didn't participate in the recession. In 2015, fourth quarter, I had 13 jobs closing. And we've got a good reputation. We're well-known. 
I couldn't even get an interview, Jason. Jeez. People, it's like, are you kidding me? Wow. And I'm like, okay, God, you've got this. And my prayer was like, Daniel, God, not for my sake, but for yours. They know where I stand. This is on you. <laughs> and I kid you not, we, it was, what I like to say is pure ecstasy in one hand, sheer terror in the other. Oh, geez. We basically, on December 21st and December 23rd, we signed homes for two of the largest homes ever built in Arizona. Mm. Enormous. And if we'd have taken any, anything um, ahead of that, we would have only been able to do one of them. And that oh, wasn't God's plan. Wow. So that's, okay, God, what do you want me to do? Don't panic. Um, I love writing about the buffalo turning into storm. And mm. you just got to wait. You got to stand strong in your faith. It's not in you, but it's in your God, in our God. Mm. So, so good, Jerry. And I think <clears throat> it's stories like that that resonate because, you know, Jerry, this is a unique time in the marketplace where we've got multiple generations. So if you're a younger business owner building a company, they they might not have been too young or, or felt 2008 differently. So hearing you, someone who's lived and walked through, you know, whether it was 1987, crash.com in 2001. To, so you, you can look back on those things and say, hey, I, I know what God did and how he preserves. And yeah, and, and like Jesus said, in this life, you will have troubles, but he's overcome the world. And so we have peace in him. And you just keep coming back to saying, the relationship when you're spending time with him, that's one of my make those decisions. Yeah, it is. And I again going back to the Proverbs, I just I literally spent a month on Proverbs three: trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Mm. I didn't really understand that verse till I picked it apart, and that trust is the same Greek word. And I don't know Greek, so if I'm misspeaking, I ask for your forgiveness for any theologian <laughs> on the line, but. It's what I read says, it's like an overnight vigil. Mm. In that word, trusting in the Lord, it's, they gave the analogy of being fully in bed, trusting God. Mm. Not like your arm or your leg or your feet, but all of you. That's mm. the true trust. And I think what happens is, okay, God, you can have my left arm or my right leg, but I'm keeping my mind and my mouth and my eyes. Mm. And I think when we get to a place of comfort in our relationship with Christ, it's just natural. Instead of, <clears throat> I've had many instances where I used to call somebody, and frankly, since my dad passed away a little over a year ago, it's like, I don't have that call. So it's like, so who's the first person you call? That's when you know where your relationship is with Christ. Mm. Because if you ask God first, he knows he's first. If you have to go to 10 people talk about it, get no action, and okay, God, I can't figure this out. I think if we pivot, address address our Lord, and be in that friendship, like, Daddy, I need help. Yeah. And that's what it's about. That's good. That's real dependency, Jerry, all in, <clears throat> being all in. Yeah, that's the thing, too, Jason, I mentioned earlier. It's like people see me today. I struggled. You know, it sounds great. I mean, my first tithe check, I think it was a dollar and seventy-four cents. Mm -hmm. But I started. And then 
you just keep going and you're faithful to the important things. And I think that's what God uses in your life. But, you know, if you're having a bad day, just remember it ends at, ends at midnight and start over. Mm, that's good. Faithfulness and take the opportunity that we have in front of us. Um, you know, because I think about James, Jerry, life can be short. They can, you know, we can be like a vapor here one day and gone the next. And so just living in the moment, <clears throat> hearing you say that a lot, like live in, live in the moment, be present, uh, trust in the Lord all the way, not halfway, enjoy uh, your relationships, you know, wives or spouse, children, um, and the team that you're coming together. Because, Jerry, you, you, I'm sure when you're having discussions like that, when you're calling a, a team town hall meeting, it's like, man, there's, there's, some, there's feelings, there's thoughts. Like these are people that you've gone to battle with. And, yeah. and that's not to be taken lightly. And then just demonstrating the care and the love of, hey, here's what we're going to do. I, I need you guys to, it's like Paul used to say, you know, follow me as I follow Christ. It's like, hey, guys, we're trusting God. We may not know how everything is going, but know that we're trusting God in this thing. He does. He knows. Absolutely. Yeah, that's me. Jerry, as we get ready to close out, uh, you were starting to talk about some of your publications, and I want people to know about all your uh, resources. I know you do oh, a great wow. deal of speaking, and you had touched on, uh, what was that, the Team Builder Toolbox. So yeah. just give us an idea of some of your publications and where people can grab copies. Uh, well, everything uh, that you need to know about me is at jerryarmeek.com. Um, there's a lot of different tabs, some history on there. But I think realistically, um, the thing that I'm most passionate about right now, I just just last month launched uh, my latest book was called while you wait that was the mm. second covid book and we're all waiting for something mm-hmm. and basically i took the steps of okay what are you going to do while you're waiting don't waste the time mm. make the best of it and one of the aha moments was i learned about liminal space and i didn't know what that word meant and liminality Basically, the liminal space is, say you start college and four years later you finish it, well, you're liminal for four years. Or if a woman gets pregnant and goes full term, she's liminal for nine months. So you talk about what you do, how to make the best of it, how to trust God, how to grow, big element, how to help others, help others succeed. But through my through the website, uh, Jerry R. Meek, you'll find a 21-day challenge. Um, and you can go there right now if you text CHALLENGE to 55444. It's a 21-day challenge, and how are you reflecting God? And it's just something between you and the Lord and His integrity, His diligence, His boldness, His generosity, His humility. And the big thing for all of us in these times is peace. Mm. And I think that's... That's the one thing that I know that I have and witnesses most to unbelievers. I'm at peace. Mm. And I am. Um, You know, I used to fret over things for months and weeks and days. And now it's like, okay, it's been 10 minutes. Let's move on. (laughs) Yeah, you still ought to not blow by it. But now, as I said to you, my... My goal at this season of my life, I still remain probably too active in the business because we are busy. And the one thing that I didn't say on your economic, and I 
don't mean to go back on that is the lower price houses in our markets are definitely slowing down the middle of the range has soft but the people with a lot of money are still building and i'm Mm. thankful for that Mm. so that's our client base so there's always an opportunity in every market and i truly believe our greatest advantage is bring our faith in christ with us and who we are but apply it in the marketplace that's the best return on investment any of us have is just trusting god Mm. amen to that jerry Ladies and gentlemen, Jerry Meek. Jerry, I want to just thank you for taking time out to come on the Jericho Force podcast. You have shared, you have poured, and to use your words, you have invested today, sir. So we greatly appreciate you uh, spending some time with us here on the podcast. Well, thank you, Jason. I love the work you're doing, brother. So it's an honor for me. Thank you. Well, folks, you know how we end things. Uh, Don't conform to the world's way of doing business. Transform by doing business God's way. We'll see you next time on the Jericho Force Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Jericho Force Podcast. You can catch us live on Wednesdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time and on demand. Check out JerichoForce.com backslash podcast for more details. To learn how to live out your faith in the marketplace, grab a copy of Jason Davis's book, Fortify, Being Rooted in God's Plan for Work and Business, available on Amazon. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.